is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast. Learn everything you need to know to make a living outside the 9 to 5 grind and crush it at life. You'll learn from inspirational guests and in-depth discussions. Go from employee to entrepreneur and start creating a life you love and still pay the bills. So here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Let's get on with the show! This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status in recognition for their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Hello. Hello. It's Powerful Nonsense time. Yes, it is. Um, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our voices in your ears. In your head. In your head. Like, oh, I really want to get... You, have you tried any of that, um, what they call it, bone jaw stuff? Is it bone jaw? Oh, the one that kind of It's sends. the vibrations, mm. so it kind of sounds like it's in your head. That must be really weird. I want to try it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> welcome to Powerful Nonsense. If you've uh, not tuned in before, uh, then what's going on here? There we go. Um, <laughs> then my name is Wayne Ingram. And my name is Jem Yildiz. And this is the Powerful Nonsense uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jem, have you been, uh, you got any, any tales to, to tell? Anything exciting going on your end of life? Uh, I'm a gym member now. So what's, what's, <laughs> so the, have you leveled up? You've hit your excitement peak. That's it, yeah. Not really. I could, I could, this year could end and I'd feel productive. Not really. Just been getting me old DIY on, really. Oh, yeah. The new gaff. Yeah. How, how's it looking? Had to rip down a concrete ceiling. That was not fun. I realised, you know what? He's a man. I'm a real man now. Such a man. <laughs> what I realised is I do not understand how like builders do that kind of work like day in day out it is excruciating my body was aching so much the next day mm-hmm. and i was just like how do people do this day after day now i know why i like they're all buffed up like you do not need the gym if you do that kind of building work on a regular basis well, that's why it's called working out mm. and working outside that's that's where the term came from did it mm. chopping down trees and all that sort of stuff that's where it came there from you go. so i hear educational show we've got here yeah there you go learn something new every day yeah. Um, haven't actually roped you into a bit, DIY. Well, I might have to... No, you haven't. <laughs> Wayne's no, like, you haven't. Wayne's like, keep it that way. Yeah, damn right you haven't. But the hard stuff's done now. <laughs> oh, throwing the shade. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. So, um, we've got another sort of article-based episode for you today. Kind of experimenting with these. Honestly, guys... Tell us to stop if you don't yeah, like it. Let us know whether you like it or not, because... We, if we don't hear from you, we're going to assume that you're liking it. So <laughs> please, if it's not your thing, send us an email and let us know. Wayne at PowerfulNonsense.com or Jem at PowerfulNonsense.com. And that's Jem spelled with C-E-M. Because Subject line, stop with the bloody articles. Yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're experimenting and we're enjoying it. So please let us know what you think. So a few articles I want to go through. Uh, we're going to start off. So this is going to be about... Millennials. Uh, the M word. The M word. And kind of some of the challenges that uh, we're facing. Those from poor a old folk are facing. Sort of, uh, I don't want to, uh, you know, make it sound too dramatic, but the kind of sort of mental health problems that we're dealing with in a way. But not like, we're not talking like extreme mental health, just kind of like, I don't want to diminish it, but more everyday mental health problems. <laughs> uh I, Your casual mental health. No, because <laughs> well, no, I, no, I, I work hard to, to try and reduce the mental health 
stuff. Um, so I, I mean that with the greatest respect, but I'm trying to think of the words to put it. Anyway, you will understand as we go. Go on. Um, Here's with the article. So uh, first article that I wanted to explore is um, entitled Why Millennials Are Lonely. And it's a Forbes uh, <clears throat> Forbes article. So it must be legit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, interestingly, it opened by saying... Do you know what this reminds me? I just, in my head, I was like, basically we're doing like the sort of digital technology, the right stuff on a Sunday. <laughs> you know when they kind of like put up a little article on the TV and they're like, uh-huh. phone in and give us your opinion. Oh, <laughs> and then it yeah. comes in and... The, the, if you've been affected by... Yeah, and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then the lady goes, yeah, I've got Susan on line one. And she's like, yeah, those millennials are really lonely. My son, they don't go out. <laughs> All they do is stay at home playing Xbox. Eating those Rustler's Burgers. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Rustler's Burgers and Ginsters, that's all he eats. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't got, he hasn't got any friends. He sits in his room talking to himself. He's got something <laughs> strapped to his head. And she's suddenly turned into Keith Lemon and I don't know why. <laughs> Basically that. <laughs> and then they go into the uh, audience and then they start like into the studio and they start mm-hmm. being really serious about it. Yeah. Anyway, let's do it. Which our... is what we'll, we'll do now. <clears throat> so, um... The general social survey mm. found that the... It's not really a good way to call a survey, like the general... General social survey, yeah, I suppose not. Um, this is this is American stats, by the way, but mm. I find that a lot of American stats kind of translate at, a, at least to a, to a level to UK. So there's mm. a lot of American stats. Um, found that the number of Americans with no close friends has tripled since 1985. Zero is the most common number of confidants reported by almost a quarter of those surveyed. Zero friends. Ze- no, 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 not zero <laughs> friends. Not zero friends. We're not talking Billy No Mates here. We're talking <laughs> zero confidants. So people that you could oh. confide in. Oh, okay. Okay. Like proper, like deep, oh, share your woes and... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, likewise, the average number of people Americans feel they can talk to about important matters has fallen from three to two um and mysteriously (laughs) loneliness appears the most prevalent among millennials Mm. um and part of the problem is Mm. as they point out in the article that loneliness is contagious which i thought was a really interesting concept i was like okay Please explain. And they did. <laughs> <laughs> they said, why we hear you? Honestly, they typed why. I was like, oh, good. You're listening. Uh, so they kind of point out that like lonely people are less able to pick up on positive social stimuli, like other people's attention and like commitment signals they refer to. Mm. So because they're feeling lonely, they're kind of, it kind of becomes this, this downward uh, spiral where they're like, oh, well, nobody wants to spend time with I'm me so anyway. Lonely. So... It, the plum effect, poor little old me. Nobody wants to spend time with me anyway. So, so when people do genuinely want to spend time with them, they're like, "Well, what's your motive? Like, what, what do you want out of me? Because you only, you only." Can't <laughs> I'm meant talk to, to me. be lonely. I'm not <laughs> going out. <laughs> we shouldn't. We shouldn't mock it. It's actually a genuine problem. Genuine problem. Um, so what then tends to happen is they kind of withdraw prematurely. Um, <laughs> behave yourself, um, and. 
often they'll withdraw before they're actually socially isolated. So they kind of bring it upon themselves. Oh, that was a really bad choice of words. I don't mean it that way, sorry. Um, but they kind of self-impose this this isolation. Mm. Um which then, in turn, makes the people that are trying to have a close connection with them feel lonely as well. So then they start to withdraw. They're less trusting and they have a more hostile... So what we're saying attitude. is keep away from those lonely people. <laughs> All the lonely people. Thing is, I was going to say, like, how much of... Um, loneliness is a sense of like perspective because I was going to say, like, obviously they're saying loneliness is increasing mm. amongst millennials, but then... Millennials are like the most sort of like connected generation in terms of all your social... Ah. Wait, wait, let me just Sorry. finish the riff. Let me <laughs> just finish the riff. So millennials are like the most connected generation. But I think is this scale of what the, the feeling of loneliness actually our perception of loneliness? Whereas because we're now like bombarded with friends... Like people only share their pictures on Facebook when they're with a load of other people and then you tag each other's faces. And so is it that we're actually physically lonely as much as we think we are, or is it now we're now aware that when someone's together, it highlights we're not? Okay, so <laughs> I I have the answers from the perspective of this article right in front of me. Should we just read the article? And no, 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 no. <laughs> no, because the whole point is that we, we discuss this stuff and not just that I'm reading the article. Because, you know, if they want audio versions of their blogs, they need to pay me. Um, <laughs> um, Head over to waningrid.co.uk <laughs> yes. for further details. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> My email castings at waningrid.co.uk. Um, <clears throat> no, so they kind of they kind of address this because yeah. they're kind of like, well, you know, given given the fact that we are a connected generation, why is loneliness kind of going up? And that is kind of why they bring up this idea that that loneliness is contagious, right? Because they but then go on to say that. The internet has made loneliness viral, which I thought was a really viral interesting loneliness. Um, also, <laughs> by the way, we have actually done. Um, they they point out the fact that loneliness is actually incredibly unhealthy mm. and it's really bad for you. We did a whole interview with uh, Guy Winch, who did a TED talk on loneliness and emotional yeah. first aid. Uh, so check that out. If you go to powerfulness.com, type in Guy Winch or just loneliness, it will come up. It's quite an old episode. Mm-hmm. Quite good episode. Good One of my good faves. episodes. So, yeah. Um, and uh, actually increases like the risk of death by twenty six percent if you're lonely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes into all that, so I won't. I we won't go into the medical side of it. But, well, but it is it is very bad for your health. Mm-hmm. Is is the summary? Uh, but anyway, so um, because we use the internet to alleviate our loneliness, so we kind of like oh, I kind of want to be out socializing today. But no, everybody's busy. So how about I? It's kind of like that scenario where you're kind of like lonely, and <laughs> you've got that you've got that that person on the other end that will always give you that little bit of attention. We're all guilty of this. Don't pretend, listeners, that you are not. I had this conversation with some friends in the pub the other day. I was like, "We're all guilty of it. Don't get all high and mighty." That one person that you know kind of fancies you a little bit. I mean, obviously not you because you're taken. But like, if you're, a sing- I'm highly fancied. If you're a single. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a singleton, that sort of person that will give you a little bit of attention when you text them anyway. So is that also referred them. to as the booty call? <laughs> no, because, well, I suppose it is. It depends how how far down the, do you want to have sex tonight route you're going to go now. <laughs> but like, just that sort of person is going to give you attention. And, but it's kind of like people doing it on Facebook as well. That's kind of like the halfway house. 
they're not quite at that point where they're going to text the booty call yet. But they're kind of like, okay, let's still give you some attention. Yeah, let's see what everybody else is up to. Comment on a few things. I'll get some comments back, which means, you know, I'm socializing now, even though, you know, I'm sat at my desk, you know, eating donuts and pizza and drinking beer. And that's my life, guys. Sounds like a good way to (laughs) live. Sounds like a good way to live. That's my life. Um, So, yeah, so we, we then end up in this position where rather than, you know, actually going out and socializing, we're kind of sitting. At our computers. Donuts in hand. Doing it instead. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and, and this kind of it kind of is also why we had that whole World of Warcraft phenomenon where people were getting addicted to World of Warcraft. I was Be- a crafter. I was certainly addicted at one point. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's grabbed me for a short period of time. I've never been addicted. But yeah, so it then creates this kind of illusion of being highly social. And that's not to discredit online interactions because i think they are important i have some amazing relationships with some amazing people who i've never physically met and i think as well if you go back to like what simon senek was saying in that millennial talk he was kind of saying about is those little dopamine rushes and ultimately i think we get those dopamine rushes when we feel seen Mm -hmm. and significant in someone else's life and obviously that's what social media is giving you on tap and so i think that's that kind of That's there, but then I think, like um, Simon said, it also says that is a connection. It gives you the rush, but it doesn't actually fulfill the need. Right, it's a a short-term, temporary solution. Yeah, You're not going to get any really sort of deep, satisfying relationships. It's like the masturbation of social interaction, not the actual sex. Ooh, I like that. Do you like that, yeah? Can we can we Instagram post that? I really like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm allowed to say that because you said it and I didn't say it. Okay, cool. So we can Instagram that one, Jim. Yeah. That's really good. That's the truth of it. It is. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's... I like that. Props to you, my friend. Props well, you know to you. Um, I'm here all day. <laughs> <laughs> Masturbating. <laughs> Masturbating furiously. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, that's ultimately the problem, right? We're, we're not actually developing these deep and meaningful relationships. Instead, we're kind of developing these sort of superficial, quite dissatisfying relationships. Because that, I mean... That post-feeling after masturbation where you just feel filthy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're taking this analogy too far. All right. I'm very excited that you wanted to Instagram it. (laughs) Um, But also, the other problem that we're having, Mm. and this was an interesting point that that the article brought up, is uh, that that research shows that lonely people use the internet to feel totally absorbed online. Ooh, escapism. Right. A state that inevitably, and this was an interesting point that I hadn't considered, subtracts time and energy that could otherwise be spent on social activities and building more fulfilling online friendships. You know what I have to say on that point, I do sometimes call myself up, like myself up where I'm upstairs and I'm like watching YouTube videos for like two hours. I'm like, why don't I just go sit downstairs with my family or kind of like interact with my brother or my sister. So I do think it is one of those things. I think sometimes I guess you use the internet in a way just to do what you think you're doing, but then you don't realize what you're kind of missing out on because right. you're making that decision. I think that's a really key point because yeah, I do think me too. a lot of us get into that habit where you're like, oh, I haven't got time to see my friends. It's like, yeah, but you just watch YouTube for like three hours straight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think you're totally right. And it again, it was a point that I hadn't actually considered, but actually I was like, oh shit, yeah, like that's a really, really good point. 
Like a really good point. Like, you know, when you invite a friend over and you go, oh, you haven't seen him in a while and you go out for a meal and then you like have a proper discussion. You feel like, wow, like we, mm-hmm. when you go home on the way home, you're like, yeah, I really connected with that person. Yeah. I feel close. We're close friends. Whereas <laughs> when you're online, I don't in think you, voice, you yeah, yeah, we're close friends. God, we're good Whoa. friends. But I don't think you get that when you kind of just have a little conversation on Facebook because it does no. feel a little bit of like, oh, well, I could do this at any moment. Light yeah. touch. I could be on the bus just killing time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so just before we go to the break, because we're halfway through, um, it kind of says um, and points out that the the more isolated we feel, we're kind of this downward spiral thing again. The more isolated we feel, the more we retreat online, forging a virtual escape from loneliness. Uh, this is particularly true for my generation, he says, which is our generation, who learned to self-soothe with technology from a young age. Hmm. I think the MSN days, right? AOL, AOL Instant, Uh, AM. It will only become more true, and this was a really solid point, it will only become more true as we flock to freelancing and other means of working alone. Mm. So basically he's saying it's going to get far worse because we're not even going to have the office interactions anymore at the rate that it's going, which... Well, I said that to you the other day. I was like, because yeah. I work freelance. I was like, buddy, why are you working in the day? I need someone to go talk right. to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's true. Well, yeah, the, 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 we might be getting back into tennis when the sun comes out, but I hope so. I, it won't be as regular as it was because we're going to have to struggle. We're going to struggle to find the time. Anyway, um, so then he kind of, uh, just the last point on this article, he then, um, I assume it's a he. Oh, my God, I've been saying he. How very rude of you. I'm sorry if it's a she. I'm so bad. I didn't write the author's name down. But we'll put a link in the show notes anyway. Uh, but they say, um, they reference a book by a guy called Philip Slater, a mm. socialist, uh, a book called The Pursuit of Loneliness. And he coined the uh, the toilet assumption, which is our belief that undesirable feelings and social realities will simply disappear if we ignore them. And uh, Slater argued that America's individualism and in turn the loneliness is rooted in an attempt to deny the reality of human independence. Uh, interdependence, sorry. And the internet is perhaps the best example to date of our futile attempt to flush away our loneliness. Very interesting. Which I thought was a very, very... Poignant. Point, poignant point. Yes. Mull over that. Yeah, mull over that. And in the meantime, whilst you're mulling over that, we're going to talk about our sponsor, the University of Northampton who have been sponsoring the show for a very long time, and we're very, very grateful. They have faith in us. They have faith. For some reason. (laughs) 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 Gotta have faith, faith, It must just be our interesting conversation. Or my charisma. Could be that. My charisma specifically, not yours. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, So, uh, obviously, one thing that you should know, if you don't already, is that Gem and I went there. Hmm. We are Northampton graduates. And, uh, you know, they look after their alumni, clearly. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's a good thing, if nothing else. Um, so we, we actually met because of Northampton. We are thrown together into halls, which I'm not sure if I'm grateful for or not. Mm. <laughs> Still trying to Still claim trying to... some money back from the uni after <laughs> sticking me in halls with you. Soon the Ruined damages. my life, yeah. <laughs> Social damages. <laughs> um, but the thing that, that makes Northampton different to a lot of universities... Um, and is just a, a makes them a great fit for this show, is that they understand that it's not just about getting a degree anymore. They understand that there's 
the idea of setting up a business, becoming more entrepreneurial is a much more desirable option these days, a much more viable option these days, and is becoming the future. Um, but even better than that, they've taken it a step further because they understand as well There's more. that we don't, as millennials, we don't just want to make money anymore. We want to have impact on the world. So they're actually one of the leading universities possibly in the world. I'm going to put it out there. Possibly in the world. Uh, Certainly uh, in the UK. uh, Surrounding the idea of setting up social enterprises which are profitable businesses that have a positive social impact. Doing good. Making money. If you want to learn, or if you want to get a degree, if you want to learn the possibilities of setting up not just a business. Wow but a social enterprise too, check them out. Northampton.ac.uk and a huge thank you to them for supporting the show. Cool. So, I'm going to move on to another article now. Oh, yeah. Now, we've already talked <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, move into the main course. So now let's talk about the main intercourse. Let's talk uh-huh. about sex. Baby. See what I did there? <clears throat> that was really poor singing on my behalf. <laughs> I don't think I can hit those high notes. So, uh, now this has come from uh, the Toronto Star, I think. Mm. But the article, the link is from Press Reader. I don't know if Press Reader... Press Reader looks to me like a web app where you read news. Yeah, probably. So I'm going to say it's from the Toronto Star. The link will be in the show notes. But Mm. this article says that millennials, according to a study, are actually having less... Less sex. Than previous generations. Now, for the record, full disclosure, I did not take part in this study. <laughs> Just saying, take would, from you, that what you will. You would have been an ideal candidate to <laughs> approve this. <laughs> I mean, you might have skewed the... <laughs> They'd be like, millennials are having no sex. <laughs> no joke, no joke. Too far, too far, too far. I'm, looks like I'm going to have to sue the uni for damages now. You just ruined my reputation on the podcast. <laughs> All right, my so reputation for being a ladies' man. <laughs> anyway, what frozen stats are? So, uh, a study carried out by Ryan Sherman, associate professor of psychology at Florida Atlantic University, yes, published a research paper in the journal. Archives of Sexual Behaviour. Ooh. Um, Naughty. Now, from this study, they deduced that millennials, compared to baby boomers, are having fewer sexual partners and less often. Right? Mm. Which really shocks me a little bit because you would assume... Because the, ba- the baby boomer generation were getting married younger, having kids younger. Mm. So they must have been rampant fucking rabbits, yeah, right? But they no. must have been like going at it every weekend um, and then suddenly going, we should probably stop this now because we're going to get syphilis and gonorrhea and everything. So please stay with me. But this is where... <laughs> I this... just painted a really yeah, dim view of this. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I think on this one, which I... Can un- I can totally. That's such a really naive millennial thing I know. to say. You're uh, the one giving us a bad name. I, I was being coy and tongue in cheek, but anyway. Look, this is where I think it kind of adds up. I think that probably millennials are probably having more sexual partners, but they're definitely not getting as consistent sex. No, no, no. Fewer sexual partners. It's according really? to the study. Fewer sexual partners and less often. 
As in less often having sex or less often different partners, basically. Well, presumably, yeah. if they're having less sexual partners, then yeah. it'll have to be both. It'd have to be both. So, but I was just thinking, is it that millennials don't get into relationships? Because obviously they say that when you're in relationships, ah. you have sex way more often. Ah. Well, we shall come to that later on. Oh. That will we'll come to that later on. Okay. Um, but that is certainly something to consider. So what's the riff we're having on this point? Uh, well, I was just kind of putting it out there to start okay. with. Um, in fact, no, let's, let's jump ahead. Let's jump ahead. Yeah. Because they do bring, I was going to bring this up kind of the end of this article bit, but they kind of talk about a new type of virgin. <laughs> okay. Right? Which is, and actually this is, I've talked to you about the problems with modern dating a lot. Yes. Because I am a victim. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's the number to call? Oh eight hundred no sex dot. But um, <laughs> but this is I think this is a genuine problem that we're that we're starting to face. The new kind of virgin is a relationship virgin, mm. which is somebody that might have loads of sex, but never actually settled down and had a serious long term relationship. Yeah, but I think most people probably will go out. You can this is be totally like sort of I don't know. What's the word? But basically, most people will probably go out on a Friday, meet someone random, have sex, whereas somebody who's in a relationship might see that person all week long and have sex three times. So it's kind of like, well, three or four times. I don't know what the average is per mm-hmm. week. But then that way, of course, they're going to have more sex than their ge- previous generations because it was like taboo back in the day to have loads of sexual partners, especially like, expl- like openly, whereas mm. you kind of wanted to have the family and have a kids by 25 mm. and have their room, like your own house, all these sort of things. So... But they still had, we still having fewer sexual partners though. Because yeah, then, if, if the argument was just. Yeah, but what's, what's classed as a sexual partner though? Is a sexual partner someone you're actually in a relationship with, or is that just someone you meet on a Friday night? Uh, hang on. I seem to remember there was a particular reference to sexual intercourse, but I can't seem to see it on my notes. Mm. There was something in there, so you'll have to check out the article to answer that question. I think. Because I think, yeah, yeah partners but, but, kind but, of but, says that you're with someone, like you've actually, okay, we're girlfriend and boyfriend. Oh, no, no, no. Like, se- if it's a sexual partner, then it doesn't necessarily have to be in a relationship. You're just having sex. Because the, the study says that millennials are having less sex. And do you know what? Maybe on this point, I think millennials, like, we look like we're dating and going out more. Mm-hmm. Here we go. We look like we're going, like, the millennials are going out, they're dating, they're swiping, right? Is that the way, way you do it? You swipe right for a yes? Yeah, swipe right for a so yes. So they're swiping right for a yes. I can't on. believe that I am the expert in that fucking discussion. Yes. So well, I suppose you've been taken for a long time, but anyway. Yeah, so they're, they're swiping right, they're going on loads of dates, and then I think people are turning up with their fucking huge list of expectations of what they're going to do before they let that person get into bed with them. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of like, I reckon people are going out meeting each other lots more, but I think they're having less sex because people are getting a lot more bloody picky. Okay. So this kind of comes up. It kind of gets touched on in the article. Uh, just that's two euphemisms the that gr- I really wasn't <laughs> expecting to put out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I'm, I'm going to jump around on this because you're kind of bringing up some stuff that they discuss. So go on. Then. Um, several people <clears throat> that took part in the study. No, actually, sorry, no. What happened was they published the study, mm. and then actually they got a lot of letters and emails and things basically going, yeah but this is why like kind of explaining the reasons why i think the study itself just revealed some revealed, numbers revealed yeah. the data yeah, yeah. Uh, so for example one piece of data it revealed 15 percent of 20 to 24 year olds have never yeah that was a crazy had stat. sex mm. compared to six percent of 20 to 24 year olds in their parents day 
So it is tripled. Tripled? Tripled. Almost. So 20 Almost to 20 tripled. Five-year-olds in that... Was it 20, 20 to 24-year-olds. In that... 15%. In that, or, well, in that, in that space in that of time, group. in a generation, the amount of 20 to 24-year-olds that mm. haven't had sex has nearly tripled. Crazy. Right? And we're the hookup generation, apparently. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Shows what you know, you hussies. We're, we're, a, dating, we're a dating generation. <laughs> we're a dating generation. But anyway, so um, so a lot of people wrote in kind of being like, well, this is my experience. This is kind of why. Mm. And several people had said, and I think this is part of what you were saying, um, that they just hadn't met somebody that they wanted to have sex with that wanted to have sex with them. Um, and that they didn't necessarily feel an urgent desire to hook up. Can I just say something quickly? Because I was getting an Uber the other day, and me and the Uber driver were having this conversation. Okay. Oh, a conversation. All right, yeah. Around this subject, and he okay. was saying he, we were saying like about like dating and how long you've been in relationships for, and why it's like really rare to get someone who's been in a relationship. Because he was asked about my girlfriend, how long we've been together, stuff like that. And he was saying, oh, it's really like rare nowadays to hear kids say that, like mm-hmm. young people say that. Mm-hmm. And he goes, but back in the day, he said, he goes, this, this might sound like really sexist. Like he was like, but back in the day, he said that like women would feel like grateful to find a man that would literally, mm. like back in the day, like it was like, um, he said, now you've got women like in the workplace, they're like getting bigger, bolder, like better jobs and stuff like that. I'm being really careful what I say here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was basically saying I can, that. I can hear the female cries of anger already, yes. but continue. He was saying, and this was from, more from a Turkish point of view, because we were talking about like Turkish as well. Is he Turkish? Yeah. Okay. He was Turkish as well. And he was saying that back in the day, like it was... For like, the record, you're half Turkish. Yes, I yep. am. Okay, thank you. He was basically saying that it was like, for women, they were less like, it was a, a, a good thing to find a man who has a good job mm-hmm. and you settle down. He goes, mm-hmm. they were less picky about, it weren't like about how, how you look, um, who, I know your friendship group, it was just more about, if you find a good man, get with him, he's got a good job. And he was saying that's what's different nowadays. You've got so much you can find out about them that you can actually like one up every day if you wanted to. Like there's always opportunity right. to see more. Right. Which is which is, I wrote a blog post about the dating commodity. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, if you search on powerfulmonsters.com, I kind of talk about this sort of stuff. I think it's that grass is it's greener effect. Like you can now see choice. the greener grass if you want to. Absolutely. In fact, there was I'll have to share it on the Powerful Nonsense page, the Facebook page, because I shared something yesterday, which is about social media being the biggest relationship killer at the moment. And he was talking mm. about the grass is always greener effect because everybody's posting about their perfect relationships. This was Valentine's Day as well that I shared it. I was like, <laughs> fuck you. When you love your little fuck you on Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Valentine's yeah, but Day. on Valentine's you always share like a little I, yeah. dig. Like, yeah, I do. Screw you, Valentine's. I do. Cause, but do you know what? I, do you know what? I don't post it in a kind of like, I hate Valentine's Day. I always post something to kind of go, think about the other people. That's always the angle that I take. That's the angle I take. Because so many people are like, I hate Valentine's Day, it sucks. And I'll just kind of put a little passive-aggressive thing down there. I hate when people share their shit on Valentine's Day. Oh, God, I got the chocolates, the flowers, the meal. I'm like, I actually actually saw a meme this morning, which was one of those Kermit the Frog ones, where he's sipping his tea. And the meme said, uh, your boyfriend's been cheating on you for the last nine months, but oh, that's a lovely Pandora bracelet that he's just bought <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, but he, the point of this video is that he's saying like, um, you know, everybody's publishing their perfect, all the good bits about their relationship online, on social media, showing everybody, showing the world how happy and 
fundamentally in love they are and not publishing the arguments the domestics the the disagreements the money troubles the the pressures that society's putting on them the pressures to have kids the pressures to get married and all of this sort of stuff mm. so when you're in a relationship and you're seeing everybody else's relationships, you're looking at theirs going, well, why is mine not that yeah, good? They're on holiday every week there. So we're constantly mm. in this point of, well, the grass is always greener thing. Mm. And then you add into the fact you've got things like Tinder and Bumble where you can just go, let's see who's really, really attractive today. Oh, that really attractive person that at the moment, because h- hormones and things, I'm like, oh, they're more attractive than my girlfriend has just gone. Yeah, I'm kind of into you. It's all bollocks. It's all all bollocks, and we and it's just it's this 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 problem that we've got where uh, we're just not satisfied in the relationships anymore mm-hmm. because we're being too picky. Um, and he actually he slash she, the author, says that they think it's also a part of the side effect of a society that's gradually engr- embracing the uh, concept of just do you, you do you. Oh yeah. It's kind of like now fashionable. Say, so, well, I don't need a man in my life. I don't need a woman uh-huh. in my life. Like, uh-huh. or if I do, it has to be all these things and more. <laughs> yeah. So they're never in a, a rush to kind of explore the possibilities mm. of, rela- of a relationship with a the person. They're kind of like, oh well, we're enjoying each other's company. And and there's also this thing that I've noticed where it's kind of like this. Well, you know, I'm busy. In fact, I think one of the things here. Oh yeah, uh, a lot of people wrote in saying. Um, <clears throat> Uh, they were getting re- receiving a lunch of a uh, bunch of stories. <laughs> a no lunch of stories. Someone's oh, I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> that basically was <laughs> summed up. He summed it up as, "I don't have time for sex. I'm committed to my career," mm. which I've also experienced from a singleton's point of view, where it's like, "Yeah, well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I I'll can't, save that I, later. I, I can't possibly see you this week because I, I'm busy with work," yeah. and then. Um, and then it's like, and I always get a little bit angry at that because I'm kind of like, not necessarily because I'm like, oh, your work, what the fuck? Why aren't you paying me attention? But I'm kind of like, I could actually like, it's morbid, but like, I could die next week. This could be the last opportunity you will ever get to see me again. And bang. And you're going to focus on your career instead. Yeah. And as well, people don't realise, like we've got, we had that article we we're not going to get to, but it's that idea that people are so stressed with their careers mm-hmm. that actually... You're not going to be turned on if you get home like bloody 10 o'clock at night and you're stressed and you know you've got to go into a massive workload of stuff. So people probably having less stri- uh, sex because they are properly stressed out with work But it's commitment. a stress relief. Yeah, but people, yeah, but try to get, when you're trying to feel like relaxed and in the mood, but then you're thinking, fuck, when I go into work tomorrow, I've got a shit ton of like, I know, it's a, it's a shame, but that is definitely probably having mm-hmm. some effect as well. True. So we should probably wrap up. It'd be interesting to see if uh, Durex sales are going down because of this <laughs> amongst the millennials. Well, I think I, I think possibly in this same article, actually. Yeah, there was something, actually. <laughs> I don't know if I've got it in the notes. I might not have thought it was important. But interestingly... Oh, uh, so, yeah, it was kind of touched on. It was one of my notes. But um, it was talking about the, the reduction of stats, or mm. the increase, rather, of people that hadn't had sex. And... Uh, they, the author wondered if it was a hangover from fear-based sex education. And I think in the article, if I recall, it says that actually we're ha- practicing more safe sex and, and all of that sort of stuff. What are so, you saying? Though? It's dropping, isn't it? Like um, mm-hmm. teenage pregnancies, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So Because of this fear-based sex education. Holy moly. Because as they say in Mean Girls, I'm going to quote Mean Girls, <laughs> 
Don't have unprotected sex because you'll get pregnant and die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I've just quoted Mean Girls on the podcast. There we go. I haven't watched that film for years for the record. Cool. So Cool. Um, how's your sex life? <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. If at... you want to write to the Agony Arts, send uh, us a tweet. <laughs> show us yourselves a, in action. On a public domain. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> this is getting a bit seedy now. Yeah. Um, but honestly, if you have any opinions, if you want to do it in the public domain, at PN underscore podcast on Twitter, or if you prefer uh, a more private thing, please send us an email. I'm Wayne at PowerfulNonsense.com. And Jem is Jem at PowerfulNonsense.com. Spelled C-E-M because he's Turkish. Because he's awkward. Um, and yeah, also, uh, please do leave a nice little iTunes review for us. It really does help get the show These out. These guys are vulgar people. and all they talk about is it's sex. sex. Oh, <laughs> oh, they're, they're, they're telling the kitty winkies that they're nah, that was- only practicing safe sex because we're trying to scare them into thinking they're going to get pregnant and die. We oldies were up. Too busy banging to review you. <laughs> <laughs> These millennials busy listening to their podcast whilst I'm having sex. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so if you'd like to leave us a review, uh, head on over to powerfulnonsense.com forward slash review. It'll give you all the instructions on how to do it on iTunes. But if you're already technically savvy enough to do so, you can just do it straight on iTunes without having to go to our website. So yep. there you go. Um, so... Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, go have some more sex. And uh, if you're a millennial, and Sick. if you're not a millennial, share the load. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, that was... Oh. Uh, oh. You went there. Oh No, you went there. I, I, went, I didn't mean it in that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, have a great week, weekend. And we'll catch you day, next time. Day, night. See you later. <laughs>